right now. But I'm wearing headphones, rocking it back old school radio days. How about that? And somebody said it looks like I'm plugged into a Walkman. And I remember when I got my first Walkman because my brothers and I had to share it. And I was the youngest, so how, how often do you think I got it? And you had your case of cassettes, and then people started to crap on your music selection. And I'm like, then bring yours then! How many times did we have that conversation at parties? This is the Rod Peterson Show. Yes, it is. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. Welcome to your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you live from Ace Casino Airport, Calgary and Hotel Cape Calgary Airport. Ready to have a lot of fun with a really big show over the next two hours. And I'll be honest with you. I'm a little giddy because the guys that are coming on this show today, I'm a huge fan of. Peter Marr, the Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary Flames, will be with us through hour one a little later on and in hour two. He's just such a tremendous guy. Pat Conacher, who will settle a story here. I heard that he has scored the Stanley Cup winning goal for the Edmonton Oilers in 1984. And I also heard he's Wayne Gretzky's best friend. And he's also the former head coach of God's team, the Regina Pats. And that's where I got to know Patty Conacher real well. So that's all coming up today. Darren Moose DuPont joins us from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. And Moose, if you don't mind, I'm going to jump right into the Quick Six Show topics. Can you hit the horn, please, go. Director? Go. How about that? Because I said to Moose, if, uh, if Pete shows up, in time for segment two, we're going to bring him on. So we got to go fast here. So four games Sunday in the NHL. We could sit and debate the games. I'll just tell you what happened. Taylor Hall and Jake DeBrusque each scored twice. Linus Ulmerich stopped 41 shots, and the Boston Bruins beat the Florida Panthers 6-2 Sunday. To push the Panthers to the brink of elimination, Matthew Kachuk scored for the Cats and Sam Bennett, too. In St. Paul, Minnesota, Tyler Sagan scored two power play goals and Jake Ottinger made 33 saves as the Dallas Stars even their first-round series at two each, beating the Wild 3-2. In Los Angeles, we'll spend a little more time on this game. Zach Hyman scored at 10-39 of overtime and the Edmonton Oilers rallied from three goals down late in the first period to beat L.A. 5-4. And that series is now 2-2, coming back to Edmonton Tuesday. Neon Leon had two goals and a helper for the Oil. Evan Bouchard had a goal and two assists. Evander Kane scored the OT forcing goal. And Connor McDavid had three assists. And we should mention that Jack Campbell, who came in after Stuart Skinner was pulled after the first, made 27 saves. They're saying who should start game five, Campbell or Skinner. What would you say, Darren? Skinner. I'd go right back to Stuart Skinner. Yes. I would tell your team. You would correctly say Skinner. Yeah, when things go bad, you got Jack Campbell that'll come in and do exactly what he did. That's exactly why you have two good goaltenders now. Um, I'd go back to Skinner. Well, it would have been a good poll question, but we have a better one coming up, so just hang on. Our good friend Brad, whom you've talked to here today, the marketing director at Ace Casino, says they got to go with Jack Campbell. He was in net when they came back and won. We can debate these things and not get upset, but I would suggest this. If you just said, Oiler fans, Oilers, who's your guy? Who is your guy? It's Stuart Skinner. So then you start Stuart Skinner in game five. That's the easy answer. And in New York, Seth Jarvis scored twice as Carolina snapped an eight-game postseason road losing streak and pushed New York to the brink of elimination. They now lead the series 3-1. Well, it doesn't say the final score. I believe it was 6-2. But the Hurricanes really broken open in the third. It was uh, 
I was listening to it on NHL radio. It was close going into the third, and then the Canes just pulled away. So that's the games. We can sit and debate all that. Everybody else is talking about that and all the other shows and how much they know. Here is the fun topic. What's the best series been so far? And if you've noticed, I've posted that to our Facebook page and our Twitter page. What is it? And we're getting all kinds of different answers. And if I may, there's no real right or wrong answer to this. One guy wrote in and said, Dallas, Minnesota has been exciting every shift from the drop of the puck. Your opinion, brah. Mine is Oilers Kings, and I don't care who wins. I really don't care who wins. But three of the four games have gone to overtime. The fourth that didn't was decided by two goals. There's been controversial goals. It's L.A., Edmonton for me. And since the Leafs are your team, you'd probably say Toronto-Tampa, or would I be wrong? Yeah, I got to lean to Toronto-Tampa just from a personal rooting interest, you know, the kid in me. But from a hockey fan, it's L.A. Edmonton. I was looking forward to this series from the beginning. I knew there would be some bad blood and some hate. It's exceeded my expectations. The Kings have exceeded my expectations with how well they've played and been able to push Edmonton and score timely goals. So I think really from the hockey fan's perspective, that's been the best series too. Mm-mm-mm-mm. For sure. Um... I'm just checking in with everybody. Jason and Red Deer says, best series hams down is Waters Kings. It has everything. Kevin the Medium. Our guy says, good morning, RP peeps. Landry in Billings, Montana says, busy weekend for me, but got to watch plenty of hockey, so it was good. Looking forward to the Avs taking a 3-1 lead tonight. Okay, we can sit and talk about what's the most exciting series. We could talk about what's the most boring series, and that's probably not fair to fans of Colorado and Seattle, but I haven't watched more than 10 seconds of that series. I love that there's so much hockey, but for a guy like me that has attention deficit problems, I try to just settle in on one game. So I might not even be right, but I can tell you LA Edmonton has been the most entertaining for me from what I've watched. But take me, Darren, please. And Clark, if some way that you can get on the air inside the Leafs Lightning series, because I've watched fits and starts, but let's not forget the scores have been 7-3 and 7-2. And then an overtime game on Saturday, 4-3. But that's not entertaining. And I'm seeing, I, I love the war of words between the coach. <laughs> and John yes. Cooper, I'll say it again. Notre Dame hound, graduated with my brother, class of 1986. John Cooper reminds me of Ken Austin. He's talking over everybody's head. It's like, are you following along with John Cooper, what he's doing here? Because he's at another level intellectually than most. And I find that funny as hell. I don't know what their coach is saying, but (laughs) it's funny. That doesn't make it a great series, but it's entertaining to follow. Go ahead. Yeah, like John Cooper is the man. I'm I'm a Leafs guy from when I was a wee kid, but I love John Cooper. I mean, the way he speaks, he is a prophet. Not a prophet, he's a philosopher, right? Like, the way he sees the world, it's outstanding. But... You know, it's yeah. a little WWE, WWF for those older folks, you know, where you got to have the storylines and you got to have the heels and you got to have the bad blood. And you know, the Leafs desperately need to win. And there's the chirping back and forth. So those 7 3 games were still entertaining, both of them, for how bad the Leafs played, for how much better they were in game two. And then in game three, you know, it was a classic, what you and I would, you know, more old school would say, it was a classic road win by the Leafs. They sat back, 
the home team, the Lightning, took advantage. They really fed it to them, uh, controlled the ice, the shots, the possession, had chances. But what did the Leafs do? Blocked a lot of shots. Luke Shen did his thing. And when you had a chance, you scored, and you did little things to grind it out. Ryan O'Reilly wins the key faceoff that sets up the OT goal. He banged it in the last minute. Things that road teams typically do if you're going to win a game. You get outplayed, but you find a way to grind it out. That's what the Leafs did. Well, tonight, it's Devils, Rangers, Leafs, Lightning, Knights, Winnipeg, and Avalanche, Kraken. But we'll, we'll push that to a little later on. We've got a lot to get to here. Leanne has written in. She says, they have to go back to Skinner. She's talking about the orders. She says, Campbell seems to play better coming in off the bench. Well, for that reason, too. But who's your guy? It's Skinner. Okay, then go with your guy. Uh, from Ryan O'Radio, WQEE Atlanta says, Atlanta's NHL show, the RP show. I was talking to Brad here from uh, the casino this morning, and I said, yeah, we're on the radio in Atlanta every day. He's like, come on. I'm like, yes. It's so unbelievably random, and we love it. Everybody listening in Georgia right now, you want to come up to Alberta this summer and escape the heat and that oppressive U.S. South? Come on up, stay at Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport. Spend some dough at the casino, and I'll show you around the Rocky Mountains. How about that? Jen from the Four that? Seasons says, Good morning, everyone. The oil sure know how to stress a person out to the max. But great comeback win. That's the other thing. And just so you know, Jen, they were stressing you all year. Can you just take a moment? Because this is what I'm doing, and just enjoy the flow. Get in the flow, Darren. Give it a tap. Send the ball home. Just enjoy it. I know that you're riddled with anxiety when it's your team, but just don't be so anxious that you miss it. John Ohm, Ohm says, best series, Jets and Knights. Boxing with a little bit of hockey. Uh, well, I wondered about that on Saturday. What is Mark Shifley doing? Thunk, after a scrum. You're supposed to be scoring goals, not throwing punches. And do I need to remind you, you got suspended for the rest of the series against Montreal a couple of years ago. So just play hockey, Mark. There's other people to do that stuff. Allie has checked in from Texarkana, and I will just say, she says, happy Monday, RP squad. You've missed a lot already, Allie. The topic says, what's the best series so far? We're saying, I'm saying King's Waters. You agreed with that, did you not, Darren? Yeah, I did. I agree with that. You did? Yeah, as I thought. So then what pushes to, to this, the, the poll question today for Key Auto Group, and by the way, Key Auto Group has the largest selection of quality new and pre-owned vehicles in the Parkland area. Cars, trucks, SUVs. Your journey begins at keyautogroup.ca. I really need to speed up. So I won't spend as much time on this as I would like, but do you think Canadian teams are getting shafted in the Stanley Cup playoffs? The reason I asked that is I had a... Long debates over this with Serena over the weekend. She says, yes, indeed, they're getting shafted. And she might just be hung up on the high-stick call in Game 3 of the Kings' orders that didn't go the orders' way. I don't know. But 56% of respondents say, no way, Canadian teams aren't being shafted. 44% say, absolutely. I'm voting, no way, they're not being shafted by the referees. Is there something to be said for just pure incompetence? Is that... They just blown calls or they aren't 100% perfect? Because, by the way, that's a possible thing. That's my take. What would you vote on that? Yeah, I'd vote that it's not nothing against the Canadian teams. It's just, for whatever reason, 
they're having an off year in the playoffs. I mean, it happened in Dallas, Minnesota, right? On Felino, like there's bad plays, and we saw these different hits and different plays that you, you just sit left there scratching your head. Is, that's a penalty? Oh, wait, that's not? Like, I'm just happy I'm not watching the games with my dad because we wouldn't watch the games. He'd just be going nuts the whole time because of how bad it is. So, I don't know. I, we haven't seen it like this, and the conversation on social is at an all-time high. Yeah, but that's, so what? That doesn't make it bad. That's just what everybody's no. talking about. So I just, I relate it to my CFL days. There are days, playoff games, where there was calls that went against us that were inexplicable, and I thought there was a conspiracy against us, and I look back and go, no, no, Glenn Johnson just blew the call. They're not out to get your team, Okay. That's all that I'm saying. Moving on, Kevin Gosman struck out 11 and seven shutout innings. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. and Dalton Varsho hit back-to-back homers following an error in the Toronto Blue Jays. Beat the New York Yankees 5-1. The Jays won for the 12th time in 18 games and took two or three out of the Bronx. The uh, Blue Jays are home to the Chicago White Sox tonight. By the way, folks, check out the couple's staycation package at Hotel Cleet Calgary Airport. Rates starting from $179 a night. Includes a $40 voucher for tonic kitchen and bar, plus a bottle of sparkling wine, Chef's Delight, plus a late checkout of 2 p.m. For a complete description of our theme suites, visit hotelcleek.ca. Peter Mar not here yet, so we, you might be going for the next segment, Moose, but I want to talk about Dub Hub. People are tuned in. They want to talk about the major junior playoffs. Tonight, the Winnipeg Ice are at the Moose Jaw Warriors. Trans-Canada Clash. The Ice lead the series 3-2. They can finish it off with a win tonight, 6 o'clock, uh, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock in the Rempel Temple. And then your Blades have forced a Game 7 with a win in Red Deer last night, forcing it Game 7 in Sask Place, uh, Sastel Center Tuesday night. So people are writing in to me saying, where's the coverage of the dub playoffs? It's getting pretty hot and heavy. The Blades. Are they getting worn out going to seven games in back-to-back series, do you think? We're going to find out. They're perfect when facing elimination, obviously. Um, you know, three times in this series. Um, you know, they faced it in the last series against Regina once. What I've seen is a team getting more mature. Like, when you can face off tough games and play your best when it matters the most, that shows me you got a pretty good team. you got a well-coached team. The issue is getting down 3 nothing in the series. You can't keep putting yourself in a hole because you're going to come against a team that's fr- more fresh, hasn't played as much hockey, and eventually they're going to slap you in the mouth. So um, I think the blades are rolling. I think Game 7 will be awesome. I'm considering driving up to Saskatoon for it. That's how uh, into it I am right now. I was going to ask if you're going to do that. It would be great if you did. Uh, my take yeah. on the blades going to a Game 7 for a second consecutive series is this. When you're in it, especially at their age, you're not thinking about fatigue. What's the alternative? Going home? They'll be fine. Uh, They're not fatigued at this stage of the game. It's exciting. Um, Yeah, well, I think unless Pete shows up in the next four minutes, Moose, stick by your camera. We will be back right after this brief pause. We're halfway through the quick six show topics in the warm-up. Peter Marr coming up, Hall of Fame voice of the Calgary Flames and Edmonton Oilers, Stanley Cup champion Pat Conacher because I felt we were a little light in Oilers content. And who better to get than Pat Conacher? We'll be right back. We're live on the Game Plus Television Network, WQEE Radio, and streaming. 
to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Is your wallet a little lighter than usual after the holiday season? Consider it money well spent because you deserve to live your best life and the Chime Checking Account wants to help you live yours to the fullest. A little extra money goes a long way, which is why the Chime Checking Account has tons of benefits that millions of members love, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and access to over 60,000 easy-to-find and fee-free ATMs. You even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit, all while managing your money on the go, including sending and receiving money fee-free with friends that aren't even on Chime. Sign up for Chime today for you and your wallet. Get started at Chime.com slash Goals24. That's Chime.com slash Goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Playnow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the Playnow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. Playnow.com. 19 plus, use your game sense. We're live from Ace Casino Airport, where, by the way, the Jackpot Jet to Vegas promotion is on now until July 6th. Enter to win a trip for two and a private jet to Las Vegas, complete with a weekend stay, hotel stay, and spending money. See guest services here at Ace Casino or a gaming manager for more information. On the way, Peter Amar and Pat Conacher talking Stanley Cup playoffs today. And uh, some dub, too, as we bring in Darren Moose-Dupont from the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. Uh, Brett Taylor writes in, says, Big night for the Moose Jaw Warriors tonight against the Lloydminster Ice. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> and before we go any further, John in Edmonton says, Gary Bettman looked ticked off when Toronto scored over the weekend. I can now see that he doesn't want a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. Well, I bring this back to the Serena thing because she says exactly that, and she hates, hates, hates Gary Bettman. I can't wait for the day that they come face-to-face in South Florida. We'll see how that goes. I don't believe that Gary Bettman or the NHL head office is anti-Canada. As a matter of fact, they would be stupid if they were. And in the 90s, if I can back up a little bit, I didn't like Gary Bettman initially because... I knew that he didn't realize how important Canada was to the National Hockey League, but he's not dumb. He figured it out. And now I don't think Gary is against a Canadian team winning the Stanley Cup, which, which dovetails into officials being against Canadian teams. I don't believe any of that conspiracy. Do you? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, so no, I don't believe it. Um, you know, you want to read into everything. I mean, you can grab so many, you know, freeze frame still shots from a video and get somebody in a bad face out of context that makes it look like he's disgusted when something happens, you know, when Toronto scores a goal or whatever. Um, no, I don't think so. I think Gary wants to do what's best for the National Hockey League. He answers to all those owners, um, whatever that is. 
you know, growing the game. I don't think he's out to get your team or out to get Canada by any stretch, even if it seems like it. Trent in Norway, right, said he says, Norway here. Skinner goes back in for the orders. The Leafs seem to show some long-missing grit. The Jets need more grit to beat Vegas. Uh, a lot of thoughts in one. Ba -ba 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 -bum. Sorry, squirrel moment. Can you just keep your comments to one topic, not eight? With the Leafs, yeah. With Sheldon Keefe, we talked about what John Cooper said the last segment. Sheldon Keefe going, well, that's a veteran team manipulating the officials. And I'm like, yeah, it's the, it's the playoffs. And by the way, they're fiddling around with the sound. The speakers here, guys, we're on the air. Hey, we're off to a great start this week. But did you have a problem with Sheldon Keefe saying that John Cooper on the other bench is manipulating the officials, basically saying they're going down a man already, so they're going to be the aggressor in a scrum because they're not going to get another penalty? Wah! It's the Stanley Cup playoffs, man. Put your big boy pants on. That's, that's my read on that. Yeah, he's trying to... He's trying to emulate John Cooper a little bit, in a sense, where he's trying to play the game. Um... You know, he's not a veteran of playing the game because Sheldon Keefe hasn't been around that long as, a, as an NHL head coach, you know, in front of the media in the playoffs like this. So he's trying to, hey, they did a great job. They manipulated the situation. So he's trying to take a subtle jab while trying to rise above it a little bit. But it, it just doesn't come off as smooth as when John Cooper says it, right? It just doesn't come off the same way. I think wow. you just need to put that stuff behind you and move on. John Cooper's in his head. Like, if they, listen, if they lose this series, they're all going to be gone, and they should all be gone. I see the fans saying quite often on social media and some media, so-and-so's been outcoached, or so-and-so's outcoaching the other guy. Well, that's happening here in the war of words, and if Sheldon Keith, you're allowing John Cooper in your head, and you're whining, you're beaten. <laughs> you're beaten. You didn't have him ready to go in game one. Clearly, you're down one nothing a minute 18 into the game. You just said he's trying to emulate John Cooper. Hey, Sheldon, be you. They're leading the series 2-1. Yeah. And Peter's here. Hey, Peter, make yourself at home. Amanda, that's our first guest, Peter Marley. Hall of Famer right there. Uh, John in Edmonton says there's no way Gary Bettman doesn't want a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. Get real. I agree. And Allie in uh, Texarkana sh says, Cooper is a legend. LOL. LOL. Um, John Cooper might end up winning this thing just by what he says at the podium. It is flipping hilarious. By the way, moving on, we'll sprinkle in all these hoppy, hockey topics as we go. Point four, the NFL never really stops. So its offseason continues with the draft starting Thursday night. The Carolina Panthers have the number one overall pick. And as usual, a lot of hype. Surrounds the quarterbacks, Alabama's Bryce Young, Ohio State's C.J. Stroud, Kentucky's Will Levis, and Florida's Anthony Richardson are among the coveted prospects. The other top athletes include edge rushers such as Alabama's Will Anderson Jr., Texas Tech's Tyree Wilson, cornerbacks like Oregon's Christian Gonzalez and Illinois' Devin Witherspoon are also likely 
top 10 selections. And the most polarizing prospect is Georgia defensive tackle Jalen Carter. On talent alone, he could be the number one overall pick. But as we all know, we've talked about this on this show, he pleaded no contest to two misdemeanors of reckless driving and racing and was sentenced to a year of probation and community service in March on charges related to an automobile accident that killed a Georgia teammate and football staffer. There's more, but what's your excitement level, scale of 1 to 10 for the NFL draft, which begins Thursday night? Yeah, I'm about a 5 or 6 right now. I'm really amping up for it slowly, but as this week moves on, I'll get more and more amped up. I know, you know, we talked about getting the first 15 picks right. I think before we get to Thursday, yeah. I will fill out a mock draft. I will. Um, but, yeah, it's, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a fun week. I said I had more. This is from the Associated Press. Here's what you need to know ahead of the NFL draft. The basics. The draft is a three-day bonanza in Kansas City, Missouri, starting Thursday night. The first round starts at 8 p.m. Eastern. The second and third rounds are on Friday, starting at 7 p.m. Eastern. The fourth through seven rounds are on Saturday, starting at 12 p.m. Eastern. The draft can be viewed on NFL Network, ABC, ESPN, and ESPN Deportes. If you want to know, this epiphany came to me last night here at Hotel Clay Calgary Airport. In my mind, the Canadian Football League is a better product than the National Football League product. Just put the two games up against each other. I'd rather watch the CFL. But look at all of this. You know this NFL draft coverage is going to outdraw the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs in ratings in America, and I'm almost kind of wondering what it'll do in Canada. TSN's already pushing the hype. I've been watching SportsCenter and Sportsnet Connected. They're pushing the NFL draft hype. It's the way yeah. it is, man. I know. It is. And it, it becomes a full-wheel promo. You spend money to get the college football game right, so then you got to promote it in the offseason. Things like the draft. And, you know, with TSN not having... NHL playoffs, they're going to put their full weight behind this, and this will be their premium product for the, the spring um, and their premium property. I think it will do quite well. Do I think it'll outdraw the NHL playoffs? Probably not, um, but I think it'll do really well. It'll be close. Not in Canada it won't, but in America it will. That's and by right. the way, Serena's watching in, Serena's watching in South Florida. She... Uh, She's not taking this laying down. She's chimed in on the Batman thing. And Peter, I've got to get Peter Mars' next segment, his take on this. Does Gary Bettman not want a Canadian team to win a Stanley Cup? That's what we're talking <laughs> Peter, he's laughing already. I feel like he's thought about this before and might have an opinion. But Serena says, when you guys have lived on both sides of the border as long as I have, you would see exactly what I'm talking about with Gary Bettman. When was the last time you saw him promote or try to increase the game in Canada? Sure, he doesn't have to, but he doesn't even try. Yeah. That's, well, if, 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 maybe this would be a conversation for her and I later. I don't know. I saw him at the Heritage Classic at Mosaic Stadium. I had lunch with him. You were there, Darren. He was there for that. Saw him in Calgary this winter saying, your arena's a dump. Get a new one or you're gone. So he does come to Canada. I don't know specifically what she's looking at, but that's her take on that. Um, by the way, folks, check out Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport's all-inclusive wedding packages. Fly and gather in one location. Enjoy your moment and cancel the stress with our convenient location for family and friends. All-inclusive packages at just $79.95. Can you believe that? 
per night, per room. Contact Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport for details. Maybe, Darren, you'll want to have yours here. Um, my last two points were simply Stanley Cup playoffs tonight. I mentioned it. Devils, Rangers, Leafs, Lightning, Golden Knights, Jets, and Avalanche, Kraken. And then I, point six, I've got random. So uh, you're done after this. We've got four minutes. The floor is yours. Well, one thing we haven't talked about that I think it's worth, worth noting is this Jets and Golden Knights series. You know, we talked about it a little bit. Mm-hmm. You talked about Mark Shifley, but... You know, what a roller coaster that was on the weekend when you got in the afternoon, when you got the, the Golden Knights up by three going into the third period, and you're kind of riding off the Jets, and then bang, 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 they score, including a late one. This is another series that we're kind of under the radar, man. It's under the radar in terms of one of the best series right now in the first round. You know, we think about Edmonton and L.A. because it's top of mind in the three overtime games, but the, the Jets aren't going to go away lying down. And, you know, there was criticism on the Vegas side about Mark Stone and did he come back too soon and the back injuries and all that? And all he did was show up in the third period of the first game, and then he shows up here, and, you know, he's playing really well. This has been a really fun series, and Laurent Brassois, you know, come out of, not come out of nowhere, but a little bit. They've acquired Jonathan Quick and got Logan Thompson, who's not well, but he stepped into that crease and played really well for Vegas, too. So, right off the top of the show, I didn't mention at all, because we jumped right into these topics, uh, what our weekends entailed. And for me, it was going to the Saudi Minor Hockey Association wind-up. It was amazing. All the kids from all the teams were there. They handed out their... I didn't know they still did this. Most improved player, heart and soul player, most sportsmanlike player. For every team, it was great. And then I spoke to those kids on goal-setting, motivation, and inspiration. So I missed the end of the Jets-Vegas game. But what I heard from everybody was... For Vegas, I feel so bad for Vegas. Obviously, it was a, or sorry, for Winnipeg. It was a bad goal that cost the Jets the game. I guess that's what Rick Bonus and Peter, I would think, would have a lot of thoughts on this. What I, what Rick Bonus, uh, his job will be is getting, thanks a lot, will get him to flush that. Any of these coaches going forward to the next game, I guess we'll see what the Jets are made of tonight. Yeah, you really need to flush it. And, We'll see what kind of, you know, effort they have and what this game looks like. They can't go down 4-1 again, you know, and to have that buildup and the momentum all in your, in your favor going through that game and then to have the air sucked out with an OT goal against you, does that really deflate you? We're going to find out what that does to the Jets here, I think, in the first 20 minutes tonight. All right, Moose. Have a great day. Thanks for your efforts. It went by fast. It did. Have a great rest of the show. Thank you. A sports update on this Monday. The, the Toronto Blue Jays are back home. They host the Chicago White Sox tonight. First pitch, 5.07 p.m. Mountain, 7.07 Eastern. NBA playoffs tonight. Milwaukee's at Miami, and Memphis is at the Lakers. The Heat and Lakers lead two games to one. And from the dub, after losing the first three games of their best-of-seven WHL playoff series, the Blades have rallied to force a game seven in round two. The visiting Blades knocked off the Red Deer Rebels 5-3 Sunday night in the Centrium to force a winner-take-all showdown Tuesday night at Sastel Center in Saskatoon. The winner will advance to face the winner of Winnipeg Moose Jaw, which could end tonight. Game 6 in Moose Jaw, Winnipeg leading three games to two. The Western Conference Final will feature Seattle and Kamloops. It begins Saturday in Seattle. The sports update is for Landmark Cinemas in theaters now. Everybody's talking about it. The Super Mario Brothers movie in Landmark Cinemas while working underground to fix a water main. Brooklyn Plumbers Mario and Brother Luigi 
are transported down a mysterious pipe and wander into a magical new world. In Landmark Cinema is now starring Chris Pratt and Charlie Day, the Super Brother Mario, uh, Super Mario Brothers movie. When we come back, Hall of Fame Flames broadcaster Peter Marr. In hour two, Oilers Stanley Cup champion Pat Conacher. We're live from Ace Casino Airport and Hotel Cleet Calgary Airport on Game Plus Television, WQEE, and streaming. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Are you tired of overspending on your purchases? Say hello to local deals available on the MySask411 app, which brings you amazing deals and offers right at your fingertips. With a few taps, you can save big on your next shopping spree, from dining to clothing. MySask411 has discounts for all your needs. Download the MySask411 app and start saving today. Our brand new home, Ace Casino Airport, Calgary. And we're presented in part by Ace Lager, the official beer of the Ace Casinos, crafted for your enjoyment and $4.99 all day, every day. Well, I told you I'm not joking when I say I could hardly sleep last night with our guests today that I'm a huge fan of. You know Peter Marr, we've had him on several times. Hall of Fame voice of the Flames. Uh, to me, one of the top broadcasters of all time in NHL history, and I can't think of who else would rival him. Uh, and Pat Conacher coming up next hour. Calgary kid won a Stanley Cup of the Oilers, and you said you and Patty have a history, a short one. Yeah, a short one. Pat played, I don't know, he probably played a half a dozen, maybe a dozen games with the Flames back in the mid-90s, and uh, got to know him a little bit then, and then he'd be around the Saddle Dome for a while other times after that. So, now, I haven't seen him in years, but... Um, did like, he always enjoyed meeting up with him, so I'm anxious to see. Uh, I'm going to get there a little bit later. So He's just such a great yep. guy. Yep. Pat Conacher, an hour or two. As are you, Pete, uh, but I felt like we had to get some Oilers flair. Uh, sorry, I just felt like we had two <laughs> down here. We have a lot of viewers in Edmonton. We're Channel 924 on TELUS all across Alberta. So how do you feel about that series at 2-2? Uh, it, it's been a very, very entertaining series. No question about that. And... Uh, and you mentioned the uh, the Oilers, um, and you mentioned I'm obviously with Flames, and my history uh, broadcasting games that the Flames and Oilers played goes way, way back. Yeah. And some would say, well, maybe you don't care for the Oilers. But when I was uh, doing my uh, doing my pre-series predictions for a hockey pool I'm involved in, I predicted the Oilers would win this series against Los Angeles. So that fact that uh, it's tied at 2-2, I thought they'd be I thought it'd be 3-1 by now, to be quite frank. Oilers. Oilers. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, you know, they just you know, if they got the bounces they would be, but uh, they haven't been getting as many bounces as LA has been getting and as a result it's a 2-2 tie and uh, headed on through uh, to the next game. So uh, it's going to be real interesting tomorrow night. Well, the look on your face when I said, does Gary Bettman not want a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup was curious. It was curious, Pete. I couldn't tell what you were leaning. How would you answer that? I would, no. They, Gary Bettman does not, uh, does not have that in his mindset in any way, shape, or form. I think Gary Bettman is about the integrity of, of the game and would never, never, ever allow something like that uh, to happen or go against a Canadian team in spite because he doesn't want a Canadian team to win the Stanley Cup. Now, having said that, I think he only took the, the uh, commissioner's chair the, after the laughter the last time a Canadian team won the Stanley Cup. 
So I, it, I guess it's easy for people to uh, come up with that thought process that maybe he, uh, maybe he doesn't want a Canadian team to win. But I'm sure that he doesn't really care who wins the Stanley Cup as long as it's won fairly and squarely. And, you know, it brings me back to a point. When I first started broadcasting in, in the NHL, this would have been in the early 80s or somewhere in there, and I was home one summer in my hometown in, in Campbellton, New Brunswick, and my mother said to me, she said, are these hockey games, are any of these hockey games fixed? And I said, if these hockey games are fixed, the New York Rangers would have won the Stanley Cup this past year, or they wouldn't be avoided 55 years to win the Stanley Cup. So, because uh, New York is, you know, it's such the you know popular big, big city, and um, you know it would it generates lots of attention when the Rangers did win a finally win the Stanley Cup in 1994. So, uh, if they were fixing things, they'd fix them. The Rangers to win more than one Stanley Cup in the last 80 years. So, uh, I, I think the league has great integrity. As do I. They don't make them like this anymore. They just don't. Pete, thanks for coming down. I enjoy it so much. But that doesn't mean the refs don't blow calls. I don't think they intentionally blow calls, but they do blow calls. And, but I think there's been too much emphasis on officiating in these playoffs. There's been way, way too much. Now, I've, I've always been a fan of the officials. So, I mean, I, I, officials to me, the officials in the National Hockey League are the best officials you're going to get. And so, okay, they make mistakes. The players make all kinds of mistakes. Coaches? I mean, you know, and, and um, I'm, uh, there's a lot of questionable calls that have gone on so far in these uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. But I don't believe it's intentional to go against a team or to go against an individual or anything like that. It's just the way they're seeing them, and maybe they're not seeing them the same way. And what we should understand is these referees have to make these decisions split second. That within it, when it happens, they have to get their arm up if it's a penalty or not, and keep their arm down if it isn't. Uh, we on TV can watch 100 replays and say, well, he made a bad call there. But he doesn't have 100 replays to make the call. He has to make it as it happens. So I, I've always been a fan of, of the referees. And I, it goes back to when I was broadcasting in New Brunswick. I used to go all over the province broadcasting games, and a lot of times I traveled with the referee, a guy yeah. named Bill Payne, who passed away a number of years ago. Uh, but Bill would, uh, you know, he, he, would, uh, he would always say to me, he said, I will never criticize another referee. Regardless of when I'm watching a game and another guy's refereeing and I notice something, I would never criticize another referee. So I'm in that boat. Well, I get that. Well, I'll criticize refs. I don't, criti <laughs> I don't, I don't criticize broadcasters because I have that much respect for the industry. Yeah. The guy's yeah. doing his best or her, yep. right? You know. Yep. Another theme, what's the best series been? I think the one we were talking about, Edmonton and Los Angeles. I mean, that to me has been a tremendous, tremendous series. I mean, it's back and forth, up and down, a lot of great, great plays by some great players. So I, to me, that has been the, the best series of the eight that uh, we've got going so far from an entertainment value. And that's not to say the others have been boring. The others have also been pretty good. But if you're asking me to pick out one, it's the Oilers and the Kings. I said L.A. Edmonton. I did. Yeah. What would be number two then? Oh, number two. Wow. Um... The intrigue of the Toronto-Tampa series. <laughs> <laughs> Not much controversy here. We're agreeing on everything. I'm with you on that. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, that has been a really, really good series as well. So, you know, it's... Um and there, there's a, you know, lots of controversy going on in that series. The referees, the goalies not talking to the media and stuff like that. <laughs> so there's all kinds of intrigue that's going on in, in that series. And, of course, it's getting lots of play in, in Canada. 
being Toronto's involved, and so uh, you're getting all kinds of commentaries before the games and after the games and during the games and all that sort of thing. So it just adds to all the excitement, I think. So to me, that's the second best, most exciting series so far. I I said the same, but the games haven't been overly great. There was a 7-2 game and a 7-3 game. One went to overtime. The drama is this yep. off the off ice the stuff, ice and that's stuff. fine, yep. too. Yep. Um, you... You said, maybe we can relate, we have 90 seconds, but you had uh, some drama with the orders, orders and Flames in the 80s. What year was that that Gretzky wouldn't talk to you? Oh, that was in 1986. That was the only playoff series that the Flames won over the Oilers. And uh, this, was after, uh, this was after game, this is the morning of game five in Edmonton. And the first uh, games three and four had been played in Calgary in the Saddle Dome. So we go back up to Edmonton for game number six or game number five. And so after the morning shade, after the Oilers are coming off the ice, that's the time when I get an Oiler player, get him aside and uh, ask him to do an interview, do a four or five recorded minute interview that we'd run on the pregame show. So all of the Oilers went off the ice and nobody would do an interview with me. So I then went to the media relations guy for the uh, for the Oilers. Bill Tuelli, who watches Tuelli. every day in BC. <laughs> Hi, Bill. So I went yeah. to Bill and I said, Bill, I'm trying to get one of your players for a pregame show to give us a little bit of balance. Nobody uh, wants to do it. Nobody wants to talk to me. He said, oh, we're not talking to you. <laughs> and I said, oh, I beg your pardon, what seems to be the issue? And he said, well, we heard, with heavy, to me, I put emphasis on heard, that during the, the last game in Calgary, you called Wayne a whiner all through the game. And I said, Bill, I never called Wayne a whiner once, let alone all during the game. And in fact, if you like, I will get the tapes of the game and send them to you. It'll be on reel to reel, so you'll have to get away. So he kind of laughed at that. And uh, anyway, so I said, well, I'll arrange to have those sent up here. And uh, then the next thing I said, and then I said to him, look, I want to talk to Wayne. I'd like to get one of your players, and then he'd like just to say hello to Wayne to get things straightened out there. So he went in, he got Charlie Huddy to come out, and Charlie and I did an interview for three minutes, four minutes, whatever. And then afterwards, Wayne came out, and, um, and so uh, I go over to Wayne, I hear that uh, you heard that I had called you a whiner all through the game the other night. And I said, well, I didn't call you a whiner at all. I'm sending the tapes to Bill. And I said, uh, you know, I just want to clarify that because he's always had a pretty good relationship. And he looked at me and he said, you know, I heard that. And he said, but I wasn't, I didn't think it was true because there'd be some nights when the Flames would be playing and I'd be, we weren't playing and I'd be driving around Edmonton listening to the Calgary broadcast on the radio in my car. And uh, he said, you were always a very, very fair announcer. So uh, ever since then, Wayne and I have gotten along great. What a story. <laughs> so the, the drama goes back at least as far as 40 years. Uh, we will be back more with Peter Maher. If you've got questions, 902-518-3033 to reach us right here on the set at Ace Casino Airport or in the streams as well. Pat Conacher coming up live at Ace in hour two. You're watching on the Game Plus television network across all 10 Canadian provinces and 31 U.S. states and on WQEE Metro Atlanta and streaming. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
PlayNow.com is Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. A site with hundreds of slot games, your favorite live table games, and the PlayNow Sportsbook. Head over to www.playnow.com slash rpshow to claim your $50 casino reward. That's www.playnow.com slash rpshow for your $50 casino reward. PlayNow.com 19 plus, use your game sense. Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport's all-inclusive wedding packages are available now, starting as low as $79.95. Contact Hotel Cleek, Calgary Airport for details. Peter Marr with us, Hall of Fame Voice of the Flames. He'll be with us into Hour 2, and then Pat Conacher will join us from the audience. T. Will in Winnipeg says the officials in the NHL don't have to be perfect, but they should be getting better. Jen from the Four Seasons says, I was ticked last night when the Kings went up 3-0. I changed the channel. How about that? The Oilers came back and won. And we will get to how the game has changed in that regard in a moment. But Peter has a footnote to the Gretzky story. Yeah, it, it was interesting. After in 1986, that was the year that we'd had that little issue with, with Wayne and the Oilers. And, of course, the Flames won that series. The only time they ever beat the Oilers in a, in a playoff series. But the next year... Uh, Flames and Oilers played about seven or eight times in the regular season. And near the end of it, um, I hadn't done an interview with Wayne that year. I know we always had did one interview with Wayne. So after the practice one morning in, in Edmonton, I said, uh, as he was coming off the ice, I said, Wayne, haven't done an interview yet this year. Are you available to do one right now? And he said, well, Glenn, Glenn Sather, who was the general manager, coach of the Oilers, doesn't like me doing interviews in the morning. And he says, if they see me doing one with you, then that's going to be a problem. I said, that's fine. I understand all of that. So then he started to move. Then he stopped and he came back and he said, I'll tell you what, I'm going to go in and shower. I'll meet you in about 20 minutes from now, way over there underneath the stands so nobody can see us. And sure enough, 20 minutes later, there he was. And we did the interview. Very classy guy uh, was Wayne Gwetzky and still is. Yeah. His uh, involvement in the game today. How could you not love a guy like that? But I, I think there was a record for comebacks this year in the NHL in the regular season, and now we're seeing them in the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't really remember in the 80s a game that you're up 3 nothing and blow it, or down 3 nothing, come back and win. It's happening quite a bit. Well, yes, it has been happening quite a bit. I mean, I can remember two occasions when the Flames are down 5 nothing in a game and came back to win back in the 80s, in the early 90s. But, uh, no... Playoff uh, games? No, not playoff games, no. Sorry, those were regular season. Yeah, I don't recall any Flame playoff game where the... Well, there may have been a 3 nothing game somewhere along the line, but uh, certainly it wasn't something that happened as frequently as we're seeing it now uh, within the NHL. It's just, I guess, a different kind of game that the, these players are, are playing, and you get a lead, and maybe you get a little overconfident, and next thing you know, the other team's got a couple of goals, and they got momentum, and... And things turn. So. Well, that must be what it is. Like, have you watched every one of these order games? Not, not from beginning to end. But I watch and then switch around. And yeah, me uh, too. Channels, me too. So. But it just feels like they, like LA got up last night and kind of stopped playing. And yeah. game one, Edmonton got up yeah. and kind of stopped playing. And that's what's different than yeah. your day. Yeah. Right. In the in the in the, in the other era, here not all that long ago, you have a two nothing lead. That's safe. I mean, you would just that's lock what I'm it saying. down. Hey, nothing, but there's no chance to the other team for sure. So, so that's just the way the players have changed? Yeah, I you think, think that's just the way the players have changed. I don't think they're being instructed that way by the coaches. I think the coaches have that, you know, the sentiment, we've got the lead, let's, let's just, you know, keep, maybe be persistent about it, just break it down a bit, don't give them any opportunities and that sort of thing. But I think nowadays they just think they've got it comfortable 
and they can freewheel a bit, and then the other team gets their breaks, and they score a goal. Mm-hmm. Or two or three. So, yeah. We got about a minute. Leafs lightning. What do you think? Game four tonight. Toronto up 2-1. I like the series going in. I predicted that uh, in my uh, prediction I talked about earlier, <laughs> I predicted that Toronto would win that series. So and, did I. Yeah. In I, seven. I just think that Tampa, they've gone three to the finals the last three years. And, um, and uh, they've won the Stanley Cup in two of them. So they go to the finals three years in a row. Two of those years they win. They party for a month after that. Then they've got to get back to business and play. I just think that time has worn them down and they're not quite as hungry as they were Very in the past. So given that, I think Toronto's going to win. Seven games, probably. That has been my prediction. Yeah, and if that's the case, then Tampa probably wins tonight and push it to a best of three. But yeah. Peter will be with us into hour two, and Pat Conacher will be with us as well, Stanley Cup champion with the Edmonton Oilers and the former head coach of the Regina Pats. We'll catch up with Patty Conacher on what he's doing now when we return to East Casino Airport and Hotel Cleek Calgary Airport right after this brief timeout. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.